A happy birthday to hip hop. 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 Yo, it's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, DL Glass. And we had to drop a special edition right quick, you know, just because it's August 11th. And this is the day that we chose to be our Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the reason I, I, I related to Christmas because nobody knows when Jesus was really born, but we decided to celebrate it on December 25th. And nobody knows exactly when hip-hop really started. You know, who's to say? I mean, there's been a lot of conflicting um, ideas out there that, you know, even though we gave we gave it this date and we attributed it to that particular party, I mean, hey, it really comes down to it was around that time. That might not even been the first time Cool Hurt rocked a show like that. You know what I mean? He could have done it a few times before, but this is the one that turned everything out. Who knows? Right. Or it could have been another dude that was doing the same thing we never heard of. So this is the day that we chose to celebrate. And um, <clears throat> one thing sticks out to me, DL. What's that? Controversy. Yes. So, you know, everybody else is talking. You know, of course, everybody's talking about hip-hop's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we could do that. But I think the real story here is... The controversy. Yes. Why is there so much controversy? <laughs> you know, every everywhere I turn, man, somebody's mad. Somebody's mad at who got honored. Somebody's mad at who didn't get honored. Right. You know, and then even even right here in North Carolina, Hell. you can't have a hip-hop celebration without controversy. You know what I mean? Shout out Mr. Freeze. Hey, and I'm not even like you know I hadn't even thought about freeze being omitted from from any of this, but but that is in itself is controversial, right? And I got a take on it. Okay, want to hear my take? Yes, absolutely. Now I've been okay. A lot of people feel some kind of way about not being included. Or feel some kind of way about who is being included. Mm-hmm. And here's my take on who should be celebrated this weekend. Be careful now. I'm done. Listen, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Hip hop's been going on for 50 years. The first 10 years of it were pretty much all those guys are unsung heroes. Okay. For 10 years straight. Well, you know, Rappers Delight came out in 1980. So if we're going to attribute it to, to 73, then we're going to say the first seven years, mm-hmm. it wasn't even on wax. Right. Out then in the park. 10 more years, it was happening, but nobody was getting paid. Then in the 90s, people started getting paid a little bit. Right. And from the 2000s and beyond, dudes get some people get rich. Absolutely. So, a time like this, since this is the first real celebration, you know, it's a national recognition, I think that the moment should be reserved for those people who didn't get their due back in the day. I've seen a lot of videos 
uh, you know, people complaining, um, you know, what about the South? I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. South's not getting that proper recognition. Or uh, what about the West Coast? Or what about Florida? Bass music. <clears throat> right. All those are valid arguments. But I would say look at this moment as the inaugural class of the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I think about this is the first real celebration of of the creation. A lot of people are finding out information they never found out before about hip hop. Right. There are people who made all this possible that most folks have never heard of until this year. Right. I was surprised how I many people didn't know about the pioneers. And the, and and they're pioneers that we still hadn't even heard about until now. Right. You know, like we always, you know, they, of course we heard plenty about Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash, and it took a while for Cool Herc to be recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, before before Cool Herc's name started being passed around as a as a household name associated with hip hop, all you heard was Grandmaster Flash. Right. You heard Africa Bambada. You didn't hear Cool Herc like that. Then his name finally started getting his recognition. Mm-hmm. But now this year you start hearing about King Mario and and all these other cats. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And I think that you know I I do feel where people are coming from and how they feel left out when your your area isn't getting its proper due right now. Mm-hmm. But this is the time for those people who didn't get they didn't get the money. Right. Nobody knows their names. Right. It's time for those people to be recognized. But, you know, it, so this conversation takes me back to what um, we talked about with Tony Crush when we interviewed him. Right. Cold Crush Brothers. Right. Because he said something that stuck out to me, which was they didn't want the recognition. They didn't want the money. They wanted to hold this thing that they quote unquote created to themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me think about how many people who I know who actually have five, six hard drives full of music that if you don't know, you don't know. Right. So a lot of it, you know, and I'm I'm not taking, taking up for anybody because a, a lot of it was deliberately done, not recognizing certain people. Because of whatever reason. But a lot of it, like like we said, and I'm learning a lot just by doing this podcast about the pioneers and things of that nature. Yeah, we talk, we learn something every time we talk to a guest. Absolutely. And, and you know, so all this information is new. And we, us as a people, if we, we learn something, we're so afraid that they, whoever they may be, is going to steal it from us that we try and hold on to that knowledge within our community. So can we fault the powers that be for not paying the just due to a lot of these people? Yeah. Somebody need to be screaming this stuff from the mountaintops. And and that's why we got to get this information out there. Right. Like I, I had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, who's a hip hop head and they had never heard of, Cold Crush until Hove said that line, y'all gonna pay me back for what y'all did to the Cold Crush. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, and you just think about how many people he turned on to the Cold Crush Brothers just by saying, and and Tony Crush talked about that line too, right? You know, so right. I, I I I you know I I feel both both ways on it. I, I can understand both arguments. Yeah, well, you know, you sent me a video earlier, and it was um. Some Can't guys take out a phone call. Can't hey, take my, out a phone call. <laughs> let me let me mute this. <laughs> hey, we in the middle of podcast. Call right. me back. Now, you sent me a video, you know, that 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 made me think that this is what we're gonna talk about today. And um, you know, dudes are talking about, you know, right, the omission of people like Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. um Jermaine Dupree mm-hmm. in the in the grand narrative of this thing. Right. And like I said, I feel where they're coming from, but I do think that this moment is for the pioneers. Like we're talking about the creation of something, right? Like um, it's almost like saying on Mother's Day, why you ain't celebrating the kids <laughs> that made the mothers? <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm saying? This is this is we're celebrating <laughs> the birth of something, right? So we need to celebrate the people who birthed it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You, I get under, it. you understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. And so yeah, it's hard. It's 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 hard since seeing how so many people have taken part in this thing over a fifty year stretch. Mm-hmm. The a lot of these cats like Luke made money. Mm-hmm. Um Jermaine Dupree made money. Right. You know, these cats, these cats got their due. Right. They we got still, their flowers. Right, right. Like, you know. Through record sales. So, so for for this moment right here, mm-hmm. I think it's time for everybody to step back and get these dudes their due. Right. You know, like, that's that's why, I, like, I guess why I give props to Mr. Freeze like that. Because mm-hmm. I know that he don't get his due. Right. And I talk about K-Nice a lot. Mm-hmm. And and as much as I would love to be honored and respected right now during this weekend, right, I can't get my turn until they get theirs. Right, right. That's some humble shit to say. I mean, it's, it's for real. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just being straight up. Right. And I feel like I feel like, hey, I'm a part of the hip hop community, and you know, North Carolina. But how can I sit here and say? Recognize me, and you ain't recognize Rolling and Payroll Records. Right. You ain't recognize Freeze, K Nice, mm-hmm. like Polo. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, my time will come eventually. Right. But until they get theirs, I got to get in line. Right. And that's why that's how I feel about some people who may be feeling kind of personal that that regions outside of New York didn't get recognized. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of those guys are unsung heroes. And Atlanta, Houston, mm-hmm. all these other places, Miami, mm-hmm. they had huge scenes and they made a huge impact on hip hop. Right. But you can't get your due until till the fathers get theirs. Yes. And and like we talked about earlier, how can somebody um from the South or Atlanta um scene not feel like Atlanta has gotten its flowers when it's been pushed 
not, not even push, but for the past. That was that was one of the points he made. He said, I mean, I understand that hip hop been around for all this time, but you arguably the last 20, 25 years been about the South. And record <clears throat> sales have showed that. And and to that I would say we celebrate that movement every day. Uh-huh. When I go to the club, the South is properly celebrated. Absolutely. When I cut the TV on, <laughs> say it. The South is celebrated. Yes. The radio. When Takeoff got killed, it was a national news. Yes. When Scott LaRock got killed, nothing. I don't remember any <laughs> news outlet right. talking about that outside of New York. A lot of that has to do with the, you know, the technological advances too. Well, I mean, you still I'm just saying it wasn't national news because hip hop yeah. wasn't a national right. art form at the time. Absolutely. So, you know. Right. Like I say, the, I mean, hey, I mean I I am being from the South though, I do understand how our contributions are often overlooked mm-hmm. by New Yorkers and over time you get to feeling some kind of way like you know, yes. you feel like we ain't got nothing going on down here. Right. But right. this ain't the time for that. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's time is is we celebrating the and that, that's the birth that's, of something. That's that's just perception anyway, because I don't care where you go in this country, man. You're gonna hear this out. Yeah. You know, I don't care what club, bar, radio I mean, station. Right, right now, that's like right now, you know. The, the southern influence is the the, the dominant force. Mm. Yes. So yeah. since that's where we are right now, you know, it's hard to even feel any, you know, nobody's feeling sympathy right. for southern cats right now. Because they winning. They winning. <laughs> they been winning. You know winning. what I'm saying? And, and imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and now, so, so you know, I, I'm, there's a lot of salty New Yorkers about that. Absolutely. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and speaking of controversy, I, like it, anytime you create something and then somebody else gets more credit for it than what? you do, yes. you see what I'm saying? Like right. look at look at the lineup right now. I'm I was listening to dudes complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, today, since you know we're gonna go ahead and date this show. We we recording this on August 11th. They're having a hip hop live concert in New York City. Well, in the South Bronx, right now. Who's on the lineup? New York and a couple Southern cats. Uh, read it up. Read it off. <clears throat> okay. Run DMC. Uh-huh. Nas. Uh-huh. Snoop Dogg. Okay. Snoop Dogg is in the conversation. Okay. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's there. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa's there. He ain't from New York. Ice Cube. Ice Cube's not from New York. DJ Cool Hurt and Cindy Campbell. Uh-huh. A Boogie with the hoodie. Okay. Fat Joe. Right. Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. Coming. Okay. He's not from New York. Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. Eve. Trina. Not from New York. Remy Ma. T.I. Not from New York. Cameron. ASAP Ferg. Slick Rick. <laughs> not from New York. <laughs> nah, let me stop. Arguably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 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 New York, but you know. According to Billboard, they yeah. couldn't give him his propers because he was born in England. Yes. Um, where I'm at? Oh, uh, Lupe Fiasco. Not from New York. Ghostface. The Sugar Hill Gang. Roxanne Shantae. DJ Marley Marl. 
DJ Manny Fresh. Not from New York. DJ Clark Kent. DJ Battlecat. EPMD. Curtis Blow. Grandmaster Kaz. Grandmaster Melly Mel. Grandmaster Scorpio. Anybody with Grandmaster in their name is from New York. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's the that's the whole Yeah, that's a, that's the that's who they got listed right there. Yeah. So out of all those people, you got nine acts that are not from New York. So I think that during a hip hop fiftieth celebration, I, I would say that this is that concert is the epicenter of everything that's going on for this whole year. Would you not agree? Yes. Like it all comes down to like that's the main event. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. And at the main event, you got nine acts that aren't from New York. Hmm. That's pretty good representation. Hmm. All things considered. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like yeah. you know. And, and uh, the only reason I say that is because it's some um and you know, I know it's all politics behind this and everything, but there's some other acts from down south that some of these newer New York people that's listed on this lineup probably should have been there. Right. I can I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, you know like A Boogie. Yeah. And no no yeah. no no shade to A Boogie with the hoodie. Right. But you know. So now now last weekend there was a um Rock the Bells okay. festival in Queens. Mm-hmm. And they had a free block party that Friday. Okay. Uh, let me see. You had Funkmaster Flex, Shy Rock from the uh, Funky Four Plus One. Mm-hmm. Greg Nice from Nice and, that's, uh, from nice and Smooth. Jazzy J, Nail, uh, Mel Star, DJ Breakout and Baron, Grand Wizard Theodore, Pete Rock, Tony Touch, DJ Nabs, not from New York. Durham's finest. From Atlanta. Oh. He's from Durham, man. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh Stretch Armstrong. Um Charlie Chase, DJ Charlie Chase. I think he was in uh Wild Style. Mm. Uh Scram Jones, Chuck Chill Out. Now those um those are the people at the block party and even more special guests. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Then they had a concert. The gates open at twelve PM. Hmm. Cold Crush Brothers went on at 12.55 p.m. Wow. Let's ask the question. Is that disrespectful? Yes. Because the opening act has no crowd. Is that disrespectful for the Cold Crush Brothers? Now, right. I'm going to talk about all these other people in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But arguably, the only group that was there before this thing hit wax and hit the radio mm-hmm. is your opening act. And if I was on that show, I would have had something to say about that. If I paid homage and I loved hip-hop. Right. Shantae went on next. Roxanne Shantae. Oh, wow. And then Shy Rock. Wow. It should have been in the reverse order. Moni Love, Yo-Yo, MC Light. We're just at 2 o'clock now. Mm -hmm. Salt and Pepper, Brand Nubian, Lost Boys, Duck Down, The Boot Camp Click. Uh, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane, now at 4 o'clock. Swiss Beats, Native Tongues, and De La Soul, Rock M, Method Man and Red Man, Queen Latifah, Ludacris, Run DMC, and LL Cool J close the show out. 
It is the Rock the Bell show, you know what I mean? So LL picked that lineup. You think he picked it? I don't think he picked it. I think LL has a lot to do with Rock the Bells. You think so? Yeah, I think he handpicks a lot. From what I understand, his serious radio station, he handpicks the music that gets played on that radio. Yeah, well, that um, I tell you what, that's a killer show, though. Absolutely. You know? And that's yeah. a New York-heavy show right there. Like, right. That one doesn't encompass the entire country. Like, that lineup only had one person that went from New York in it. Mm-hmm. No, maybe two. Red Man is from um, Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey, New York, same thing. <laughs> well, and up there, they would they would beg the difference. I know, but <laughs> you know same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. taking that other train. <laughs> <laughs> right. But... But these are the the two. These are two pretty huge shows, mm-hmm. pretty huge events. The you know the one in Queens is definitely New York um, studded, but um, but I think the show that's going on in South Bronx, I think is a is a pretty fair representation. You know, it's not like you know, of course, like you said, you got a few New York cats that you know they're getting the hometown favor. You know, their hometown. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I can't argue that A Boogie shouldn't be there. I mean, he is from New York, but and I don't, from the Bronx. And, hey, so what? What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's you know, when the, when you're the home team, you put your people on. Right. But we talked the other day about the, all these lists. The greatest rappers. Now, the the other controversy that's been going on is uh, Eminem just recently dropped a song called The Realist. And, you know, Melly Mel's been going at him. And Lord Jamar, too, is another one. A lot of people think Eminem is, a, is unwelcome. <laughs> and, you know, he said, uh, he said something in the song. Uh, he said, I'm a guest in this house by turning it to a mansion. Right. And some people took offense to that. How? But 50, I think 50 summed it up pretty well by saying, hey, a lot of people forget what it was like, you know, when you had rappers making some money, but not the kind of money like where everybody's driving around these Lambos now and getting paid all this money. Mm-hmm. And one thing 50 Cent pointed out, he said, um, Said the guys who, the, your original fans are the tastemakers. You know they they put you on and they tell other people what's cool and what to listen to. Right. But when you want to make some over the top money, you take your stuff to people that are gonna spend money on it. Mm-hmm. And what Eminem did was open that door to people who got disposable income. Right. To spend way more money, like he said, when he went went overseas with Eminem, all of a sudden he's selling in Japan. But you know why people had offense, took offense to that though. I do because it's always here comes the white savior, right? I mean, I, I feel that, <laughs> I feel that. But you know, here's here's the thing: <clears throat> we here in America have um have a high relationship with our white counterparts mm-hmm. because. A lot of our advancements, we have to work together to get anything accomplished. Yeah. 
So let's take civil rights for example. Hold on. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hey, listen, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> All that marching and stuff that we're doing, hmm. we're not gonna get us so far until some of our white friends took up the cause with us. You see what I'm saying? Because of them. And and it helps it helped to advance things even further. So, like I said, it's a complicated relationship because when you get the help, you end up accepting things that come with with the help. And that's the same thing with Eminem. Yeah, hip hop expanded, but what you got was you got now you end up at a show. Have you been to a it's like you go to some of these shows and you you could be at a hip hop show and you see not a black face. Lil Wayne said that happened and to him. And that's kind of you yeah. know, that's kind of a, a byproduct it, of the of the the complicated relationship between white and black that some people it causes animosity to some. It's it's okay. Seeing the change that comes when you integrate. Any anything you see what I'm saying? It's okay for us to know that, but for the for this white man to say that is something totally different. So I can understand their argument of why, like you got the audacity to say it. We know I, what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it is that way because of y'all. And now it's like you throwing it in our face that you are here and you did this for us. Hence. The and great that, white and, savior again. And what and what DOC um DOC commented on that. He said, Hey yeah. man, I mean, hey, it's hip hop. Basically it's hip hop. Yeah. Now, you I'm, know, I'm not arguing that. And he, you know. he he's spitting back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing that. But I, I do I do agree that that statement can be taken quite contrary. I I can see how that could offend people. Yeah, you know. You know what I mean? So yeah. So yeah. like I said, it's a double edged sword though. Right. right. You know? Right. Like um, he shouldn't have said that. I, I'll say that, and and I'm a I'm an Eminem fan, and I give him his props. But the arrogance of the white man snuck through on that statement right there. Yeah, somebody I think um <laughs> I I saw one one vlogger on uh, YouTube describe it as caucasity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and to go back with Lord Jamar. Because Lord Jamar is the same one that was with Vlad at first, right? And then him and Vlad uh, had a back and forth, and he ended up leaving Vlad. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, come but on. But see, and see, like, there goes another thing. Like, even, here goes, that's where the relationship is complicated. Here he is. He has a hot take. Mm-hmm. Lord Jamar has a hot take on the situation. Right. About this white man's influence on hip-hop. <laughs> Who did he take it to? <laughs> I already know. And I, I already know. Yes. He took it to a white person. Yes. Yes. Right. To air out his grievances. Mm-hmm. And his hot take helped that white man make a whole lot of money. Hmm. So like, that's what I'm saying. It's a complicated relationship. Absolutely. Had he taken that hot take to a black person, would it have been... Would it, have, would it have been as big? If he had went to Would the he have been in the same person. place? You see what I'm saying? Now, maybe maybe it would have, but what I'm saying is at the same time that he's arguing against this white man being in the game, mm-hmm. 
he took his grievance to right. a platform white man. that a, that a white man runs. Because right. in like you got to think about the the where, where I'm going here. Right. In yeah. his mind, I want to reach some people. I want to know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got it. And he took it. <laughs> I got a question. He took it to a white dude. Yeah, I got a question. Uh-huh. Since we talk about this complicated relationship with the blacks and whites in America, mm-hmm. is that what Trump means by "make America great again"? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think there's anything hip hop in that statement. You know what I mean? That's well, I'm just talking about the complexity of this relationship. Hey, man, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and it's always going to be a complicated, a complicated thing. We got so yes. much history. There's bad history, but there's good history too. You know, like, like, right. like, you know, there have been some awful things that transpired between us, but some great things have happened when we come together too. Absolutely. And um, you know, like, I think uh, you know, sometimes people forget about Rick Rubin and in his role in in Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, wasn't just Russell, right? You know, there was a lot of that, a lot of that. Like, okay, take Run DMC for example. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are they as big if you don't? If if Rick Rubin is not familiar with Aerosmith and walked this way and had this idea that maybe they could merge rock and roll and hip hop, does Run DMC reach the same audience? Do they become as iconic across the nation? Because they were they were ours, right? When DFC became everybody's once walked this way came. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let you have that argument. I, I'm okay. The, are you? I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and say, and I, you this this might be a hot take and it may be controversial, but had it not been for that moment, I don't think Run DMC would have been where that walk this way transcended. What hip where hip hop had always been? It always been in black clubs on black radio. And it was a black thing that opened white people's eyes and ears that normally would not have been listening. Right. And when they listened to Run DMC, you don't think they found out about LL Cool J? Well, I, I don't know. They, I, I'll play devil's advocate on this because if it wasn't for the the stifling of the black creativity in America then we wouldn't have to lean on the white man or white people for certain things. Because it has been, since the existence of our time here, a whole ploy to stop our creativity. And that began on the slave ship. I hate to go back that far, but to say that our creativity would not have reached the level that it did if it wasn't for them. I'm not saying that we weren't that creative. Okay. But I'm saying him. that no black person would have ever sat down <laughs> and said, you know what, man, I think we should do. We should take that Aerosmith song and turn it into a rap song. That's it. I mean, Run DMC probably didn't want to do that record. You know what I'm saying? They're probably arguing in the studio. I can hear them right now. Man, I ain't doing that. that. <laughs> so so sampling from, from, from hip hop. Is uh, is owed to the white man? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, oh, now come on. You know I ain't say that at all. But what I'm but what I'm saying is it goes back to that complicated I relationship. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's no way in hell that Run and DMC was sitting around even thinking about doing an Aerosmith collab. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And 
And to this day, like that's not like that, and, and that song is not a song that we like. You know, everybody, yeah. everybody loved that song because because we love Run DMC, right? But that wasn't your favorite song on the album, right? 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 You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was it was outside of the box. It was way outside the box. Yeah, yeah. But you know, sometimes that that bringing that element into it opens doors. And when doors are open, money comes that was not there before. Right. Rick Rubin put some of that. He said, hey, y'all make some money with these black folks. Let me show what this white money look like. <laughs> Do this on Aerosmith and watch this. Right. Right. Eminem sold 50 what that white money looks like. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And, and Dre. Dre. Dre was there, but... Shoot, like Dre was said, over there producing like um uh Timberland knows about that white money. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake and Nelly right. Furtado and yes. One Direction. Like they kinda knew about that white you know, money. You're right, right. This yes. is and and like I said, it, you know, a lot of black people don't want to admit that, you know, there's it's if it here in America, man, we're only fourteen percent of the population. Right. Twelve now. Twelve percent of the population. Yeah. Is that do you like you expand your audience to the other, right? The rest of the country and you like is that that's a bad thing, yeah. it, and 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 it, and I like I said it's a double edged sword because what happens is eventually it's so many of them yeah. they can take it over, right? right. Can take it over. Post-mode. Go to a public enemy yeah. show, right? Yeah, it, all that trash they talk. It's Louis Fer- Louis Farrakhan blaring over the speakers. Go to a public enemy show. White people there, way more white people than black people. Absolutely, I'm I'm interested to know what our listeners think about this topic right here. It would be nice to have some phone ins right now, right? Yeah, and email us so we can revisit this with y'all. Email us at info at overheartv dot com. Info at overheartv dot com. In the subject line, um, put this show here. Yeah. So as we celebrate 50 years of hip hop, right. You know, like I said, it, to me, this whole thing is marked by controversy. Yes. I was talking to DVS yesterday, and he's just like, man, I just kind of be glad when it's over. <laughs> you know, not because he don't like the moment. Right. But I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't even say his name, because, <laughs> but, you know, he wasn't complaining. Right. But he's just saying it's just so much controversy, because it's, you know, yes. you can't possibly... Like sometimes the people that have the power to make an event happen are not the people in the know to make it happen the way that would satisfy the most people. You can't satisfy everybody. And, you know, so, yeah, for me, this 50 years, when I look around, the first thing that pops in my head now after, now that we're deep into it, Mm. is controversy. Yeah. You know, who should be involved and who shouldn't be involved. Right. Who should be celebrated? Who shouldn't be celebrated? Right. Who should be on this show? Who shouldn't be on this show? Who should get an award? Who shouldn't get an award? Who should be participating and who shouldn't be participating? And, you know, the fact of the matter is, hey, man, at this point, hip-hop is for everybody. It's for the North, the South, the East, and the West. It's for black people, white people, Asian people. Hispanics, everybody has contributed at this point. And depending on the size of your contribution, 
I don't think that, you know, at, you know, after we get past honoring the people that created this thing, after that, I don't think there, there should be any more controversy. You know, at this point, you just should celebrate people based on their merit mm-hmm. going forward. Right. You know? Right. Like I said, I can't, you can't tell the story of hip hop. Of course, you can't tell it without Run DMC and, and Rock M and the, Furious Five, Cold Crush, Hurt. Mm-hmm. But by the time it's all said and done, you're not going to be able to leave out Eminem and Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to leave out the Two Live crew and Dr. Dre. You're not going to be able to leave out UGK and Scarface. You're not going to be able to leave out 3-6 Mafia. You're not going to be able to forget about Bone Thugs and Harmony and Common. Like It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, the crazy part about it is 10, 15 years from now, this might not even be a conversation because it's going to be a new crop of quote-unquote pioneers that are recognized because we're going to age out. Like those of us who still remember and know, the well, internet has changed it all. Well, I, I, I often compare hip-hop and its trajectory to rock and roll because when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I remember rock and roll going through what hip hop's going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. if hip hop does what rock and roll did 20, 30 years from now, yeah, black people be doing something else. Yeah, right, right. And hip hop would just be, you know, I, it's funny how rock and roll was black music. Mm-hmm. And... Now it's mm. turned into white music. Right. right. And it's odd to see a black person participate. I don't think it'll get that far, though, you know. I really, I, you know, I can't see that happening with hip-hop. But I don't know with all these people selling their catalogs. Why <laughs> are they selling catalogs, man? Hey. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, but. But I saw this controversy as people started celebrating rock and roll when it started getting older. People say, we're going to celebrate the founders of rock and roll. And, you know, everybody's like, Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, you know, what about Chuck Berry? Right. And right. Little Richard. Mm-hmm. And Big Mama Thornton. You see, what you know, it was the same. It was a lot of the same conversation mm-hmm. as rock and roll. And when somebody like um, Kiss would get, Hmm. appreciated or celebrated it's like they weren't the one they weren't pioneers right you see what i'm saying right. so they rock and roll went through the same thing mm-hmm. that hip-hop went through yeah you know it went through a period of time where the people doing it weren't making money and you didn't know who they were but they were turning shows out and mm-hmm. people were coming to live venues to hear rock and roll played by some of the best to ever do it and mm-hmm. by the time it became a radio thing those people didn't get their due. Right. Plenty of acts right. that killed it mm-hmm. and created rock and roll. And then, and like I said, by the time the 70s came around and you started having, um, you know, your Led Zeppelins and your and Kiss and the, the big rock acts of the time, you know, so it gets to the 80s and 90s and you start, recognizing the pioneers of rock and roll, people were offended to, to throw those names in 
Right. When you haven't even given proper due to those guys. Right. That started this thing. Right. So we're in the same position right now that rock and roll was in. Yeah. You know, you know, those guys made money and those other dudes didn't. Right. You know, so by the time the Motley crew, you got to think Motley crew and Bon Jovi and all those cats, that's like your your future and all of them today getting it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, Big Mama Thornton sitting somewhere in a shack. Like, I ain't get paid off, off, off hound dog. You right. see what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so you know, yeah. if you're going to honor, like, that's why I say, if you're going to spend this time, don't argue about anybody who did this past 1985, 86. Give everybody who created this thing their proper credit now. Because mm-hmm. not they're not gonna be here forever, absolutely. And they help pioneer all of this stuff. We don't make the money. We don't get the shows. We mm-hmm. don't do these. We don't do these parties if they don't put the blood, sweat, and tears of this first. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna honor somebody, we need to get them out of the way before this other conversation even. Why are we talking about Eminem? Yeah, you know, right, right. We don't. We not even there yet. We got to take care of the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Right. No reason for anybody to be broke or be struggling that took part in inventing something that's this profitable. Right. Right. That's a, a deep one right there. Hey. It's a deep one. I mean, but we see it across the board, you know, um, sports included, you know, because I heard the argument of how can you – compare LeBron to Kareem or those that came before, you know, and say that LeBron is the greatest that ever played the game when a lot of people never saw I know Oscar Robinson. Right. Or Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Like yeah. you gotta think, man, Wilt Chamberlain's an absolute freak of nature. Before Wilt. there was a Shaq. Like right. he wasn't even a Shaq. Like Wilt right. Chamberlain was was different. Like he was basketball. Man, listen, man. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, you talking about a dude that could jump high, mm-hmm. was already seven feet tall, right. but could jump like these little dudes you see getting up, mm-hmm. run fast as anybody else. Right. And man, listen, man, this dude scored a hundred points in the game. What, we, what game. are we talking about? Right. Right. But the game was different back it, then. That's, that, what they yeah, that's what everybody says. The game was different. But guess right. who he was? Guess who he had? Guess who he's battling with? Though he was battling Kareem mm-hmm. and Bill Russell mm-hmm. and Bill Walton. He had competition. Don't yeah. let nobody fool you in thinking this dude that had no quality competition out right. there. Right. He had. To, he was. He. He was trying to be the man against a dude that had eleven championship rings. Hmm. He was trying to be the man against a dude that scored more points than anybody ever scored in the NBA. To this day. He, the dude that, when he came into the league, they changed the rules in college and outlawed the slam dunk. Yes. And he got to go play against these cats. Right. So, right. I don't want to hear that mess about the competition wasn't the same. Yes. Yeah. And, and not to mention, if you ever watched a game from the 80s and shoot. Michael Jordan, for Michael Jordan to pull off 60, today Michael Jordan would score 100 points yeah. as soft as these rules are. Yeah, man, it's crazy. They were allowed to literally clothesline you yeah. when you come through the paint. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen how these dudes what? get tossed into the crowd? Yeah. Back That's in your the man day. name from Detroit. Man, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer would... What? Bill Lambeer would break Kevin Durant's arm. <laughs> yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. 
James they Harden play. Do you think James Harden? Come Please. on, man. He hit about he get about ten points in the first quarter, and then the Detroit Pistons be like, "Yo, we guaranteed we guaranteed Harden this dude <laughs> <laughs> for real." And it was allowed. So, so yeah, man. I you know it. People forget really fast. Yes. And yeah, that's my point. Yeah, they forget really fast, yep. and you know, like we sit here and and um, you know, we talk about how people rap such such. They can rap way better than them dudes back in the day. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, them dudes back in the day were rapping before, and there was no rap before that. So they they nope. they brand no new in this. Yep, and. They sat here and trained and rehearsed. Like, today a rapper gets up by himself. Mm-hmm. He writes his own rhyme. He spits it by himself mm-hmm. over a beat that's pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. Man, these dudes had to get together. Now, this, mm-hmm. is, this, is, this is why you got to give props to the pioneers in this. These dudes got together with a DJ. The DJ had to spin the record back, keep the beat going on beat, which is hard to do. I've yeah. done it. I've done it. I've I'm. Now, I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to, like, they got to even be careful how they walk across the stage. Right. Because right. you go get to jumping on stage and think the beat ain't going to skip. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? All this is rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And then they saying each other's words. Like, one person say one word, the next person say the next word. And they spit a whole rhyme mm-hmm. with one person saying each word. Right. Man, what dude do you know today? Right. That has the attention span. <laughs> I ain't lying. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I get that it. has the attention span to sit right. down yeah. with five of his friends. Right. And do that. Man, it's easy to write a rap and say it. Try writing a rap with five other dudes and getting a DJ together and planning a show. Right. You know, the only group, and they gave them so much flat when they was doing it. But aside from the DJ part of it, the only group who I saw do it was Amigos. And they were finishing, finishing, you know, what I'm saying each other's rhymes, and and a lot in. of a lot of people finally gave them their props as they Had stayed to. in the game. You gave them their props for being a good group and the way they yes. feed off each other because that's a lost art form, right? And you have to sit down together yeah. to create what you're creating, absolutely. And and that's a, a thing that's lost. So when you 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 may just listen to the rhyme and say, well, that rhyme, I can out-rhyme any of those guys back in the day. Yeah, it's bigger than that. They, they yeah. were doing more than just rhyming right. one at a time. Like, you yeah. know, they, they, they put something together, mm-hmm. all of them together. Mm-hmm. This is a group effort. And I don't think that could be duplicated by, by too many people today. Nobody does it. Know. So, yeah. Yeah. and, and it's, it's a lost art form. Right, but people take it for granted because you weren't there to witness it, mm-hmm. and you think it was easy. It was not easy. It was way harder to put together a hip hop show back then than it is now because you had to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. You had to be entertaining. And just imagine if your DJ had an off night where he was a little bit slower, you had to cater your rhymes to how he spent those to, records. As a testament to how hard it is to keep this thing going, if you listen to Live at the Fun House. Mm-hmm. Um, Jam Master J to me he was one of the best. Like before, before samplers were out and all that stuff, your DJ was your sampler. He was mm-hmm. your live sampler, right? And even Jam Master J, there was a one little part where the beat almost got away from 
mm-hmm. and live at the fun house. They was scratching up the big beat by Billy Squire, and he got all the way to the words. Was like, ah, and he hurry up and corrected it. And mm-hmm. they kept right on without missing a beat. Wow. Like all this stuff, man, like, you know, these dudes were these dudes were showmen. Mm-hmm. And and that's a loss. So no, what they were doing was not simple. It was not easy. It was hard work and there were hours and hours of work put into this craft before they brought it and presented it to people. Right. And then they did this night in and night out. It wasn't just right. so they could record it and keep playing it. Right. No, they got to do this tomorrow night. That's what I mean. Live. Yeah. Just imagine if he had an off night. And right. what you remember from the night before is not what he's playing Right. Now. That's why these DJs yeah. need to be, that's why they need their respect too because right. it's, man, it's, it, y'all don't understand, man. Yeah. Y'all don't understand. Like, I got 15,000 records sitting at the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, until 2004, 2005, when the you know little CDJs and maybe early 2000 CDJs started coming out, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden anybody could scratch. No, anybody could not scratch before. You had to have a touch. Right. You had to learn to play them turntables the same way a person had to learn to play a guitar mm-hmm. or some drums. Right. And it was hard work. You don't just walk out there and DJ a party. Right. You spend time learning how to do this. And you didn't walk out there and pick up the microphone. And that's why these dudes are so offended with the state of hip-hop today because dudes just pick up the microphone for the first time mm-hmm. and just spit anything. They're not on a beat. Right. It, you know, it's nothing, you mm-hmm. know, it's it just... It, yeah. it, it, it it works your nerves right. if you've ever spent time honing your craft. Right. So, and then after this hit, make all this money, you sitting there with your lip poked out because you're not being honored. <laughs> right. <laughs> with with the dudes that put all this work in that didn't get honored back then. Right. And they didn't get celebrated and they didn't get gold records and they didn't get radio play and they never made a video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Sit your ass down right. and get these dudes their moment. I think that's a good stopping point. Say it again, man. Shut up. Sit your ass down and get these dudes their moment. It's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J. Alongside my main man, DL Glass. Happy birthday, hip hop. Happy birthday. <laughs>